Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And I'm just Johnny. And I'm Mary Widow. And this is the Geek Town on WEMF Radio. Boom. Oh, Miss McHugh, what's going on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah. oh come on now, bite with me. Oh, you know what's wrong? Maybe that's when we had to delay it. I'm pink. Sorry, I'm tongue tied because I'm. Stop. Right there, it's like when you pause the stream and let it catch up. It's buffering. Mm. My man started off the stream late. It's okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Geek Down here on WMF. I am Pat B. To the side of me, I look over my main man, the Shogun of Harlem, Black Adam Lewis. How are we doing, Pete? Patrice? You look well, my friend. You're looking limber. Oh, thanks, baby. Thanks, man. I'm yeah, doing yeah. okay. You know, I had to go home and change the shirt. It's hot as balls outside. It is. And it won't improve through the week, my friend. You know, I'm okay because as, as smuggy as it was outside, it's sticky, uncomfortable. Mm. I had to take off my underwear. All that good stuff. I remember when it was like four feet of snow. We're sitting there wading through trying to get to the station. Is that the only way for people uh, from New England to get through? Yes. Is to remind themselves of the, of the snow and how to get through it? Man, yes. we only have we only have a certain few things in Boston, like the nine feet of snow commute is one of them. Yes. All right, and that voice yeah, sure. you heard right there is the original Lego maniac, Mary Widow, joining us. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Hola. How you doing? I'm good. All right. We are happy to have Mary Widow in the house representing the Slaughterhouse Society. Indeed. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and can you tell us what you are here for today? So we have a really exciting show coming up on Friday the 13th. It's mm -hmm. at the Somerville Theater. And uh, it's actually, this is my pet project for the Slaughterhouse Society this mm -hmm. year. And we have what we call the Slaughterhouse Movie Club. Um, should, we, should we hold off on that? Yes, we should. All right. We're going to have the lowdown, the inside stuff, the full score on that in just a little bit. But of course, I have to introduce my man here on the side. The yellow rose of Texas himself, just Johnny. Yep. Always understated, he's silent but deadly. You know him, you love him. <laughs> All right, and of course, uh, uh, Hand Turkey Tom couldn't join us tonight. He's off on a, he's off on another funky expedition. But mm. it's okay because representing for the man we have in the house, even sounding crisp and delicious, Brian Buttsteak Sassafras doing the butt, Murphy. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hola. Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, hey. Psyched to be here. Oh, uh, glad to have you, my friend. Dude, we have an awesome, action-packed, fun-filled show for you, as always. We're talking about Luke Cage, mm -hmm. season two. The deuce, yep. <laughs> He's dropping deuces. The CL Smooth episodes. <laughs> I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Of course, we're going to talk to uh, uh, Mary here about the Slaughterhouse Society and Bill and Ted's excellent, excellent adventure. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, so. Also, I'm going to bring you the inside, the, uh, the lowdown on Rifter, the latest. Dude, this game is ridiculously stylized and amazing. Yo, Synthwave out the walls. I'm actually surprised Johnny didn't check it out because I know uh, Synthwave and Vaporwave and that whole neon culture is your thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm regretting it. Yeah, dude, it's okay, man. I, I will, I will, I will really grind salt in that wound later. I don't think he's eaten in the last three weeks, so I think we have to <laughs> give him some time off from doing reviews. Rubber lapses. Yeah, there are no <laughs> what I'm eating right now. Johnny falling in and out of coma. You know what? There's a joke there I refuse to make because we are a family show. That's the first time that's ever been said by you, yeah. <laughs> All right, and dude, I'm gonna close out with a story though. Johnny's uh, 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 completely vague. And in the dark about it's okay, man. We know uh, the 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 effects of like day to day life in modern society don't mm. affect you. Nah, no, it doesn't. I'm I live in a cave now. Nah, he's okay. No, actually, Adam, I know you be interested in interested interested in this because uh, you are a consummate fan of uh, mob culture and stories of true crime. Sure, yeah, and John Travolta actually. So. And John Travolta, nobody boogaloo's like this man here. Nobody. He, he downplays it, trying that got that cool demeanor. The fact know? that he made it through the the Studio Fifty Four era says a lot about him. 
Barely, though. Just barely. Barely. He's had the ups and downs, you know what I mean? So He's got skeletons in some closets. But I hear this is a, a, an interesting film to be. Yes, we're yeah. talking about Gotti starring John Travolta as the uh, as the uh, the Teflon Don himself, John Gotti. Mm. Mm, this is a new picture that just came out. In theaters, no less. Yes. And I'll tell you why. That is a laugh riot. And at Cannes bit. Film Festival, no less. And at Cannes, The most prestigious man. film festival there is, and it was uh, featured there, so... Mm. I'm interested to hear your take on it. I don't know. There's, there's a lot of prestige to be had in the Schlock Film Festival I have in my basement, so let's not you know, go throwing around terms like that. Yeah, I never get invited, though, so I can't tell I'm you. I'm sorry, dude. you got to be on the list. Mm. <laughs> All right. So we are going to jump into Luke Cage right after we take a, a quick look at the trailer. Hopefully you all are not just listening to us on WMFRadio.com, but also watching us on Twitch.tv slash TheGeekDown. If you're not, you can see our smiling faces. You can see Mary giving you the finger. It's an amazing visual. I promise you. <laughs> With your while. All right, now I'm going to turn it over to uh, to Brian. You're going to cue us up the uh, Luke Cage trailer. We'll be back in two minutes. One thing that really got me about this is Luke Cage is like his Jesus. I ain't no joke. I used to let the mic smoke. The bulletproof black man. But the hard rocks is a ghetto boogeyman of their nightmares. You can get a smack for this. Really, guys? You gotta know we try it, man. I ain't no joke. Joke. Brian, you okay there? I am. I am. You guys got a lot of moving parts on your show here. Uh, it, it's, a, it's an active lifestyle, my friend. It is. It'll acclimate soon. Uh, how are we doing? We are good. We, we, you want to watch more of this trailer? Uh, no, yeah. I, 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 I think Katza got the gist. Just uh, <laughs> be ready for the next one. What y'all just saw a piece of was Luke Cage Season 2. My man Luke Cage is back protecting the streets of Harlem, but now there's new threats in the mix. What new threats, you may ask? Well, the Yardies are back in effect. No longer known as the Yardies, now it's the Stylers. Mm. And, of course, Cottonmouth is out, but his family has not been snuffed out of existence. And Mariah is back on the scene. Man, this thing hit, hit you from, like, multiple fronts. And uh, Misty Knight's back in action. If anyone was watching the full saga of uh, Luke Cage and the Defenders and Jessica Jones Season 2, you know that Misty Knight got back in the mix. Luke Cage, their adventures continued between seasons. Misty Knight was once again missing the arm. We'll find out how that actually factors in. Mm. And, dude, Season 2 gave me eventually everything i wanted to see but for now let me talk to you black adam real speak because i want to find out what you remember about season one well i think the biggest mistake they made was actually killing off marshall ali because not too long after that he won the academy award <laughs> and i think as soon as he won that thing they're like yeah. god no, I, I'm right there with you, man. Because he was a great Cotton villain. Cotton you know what I mean? He was he was a deep guy. You know what I mean? He had a lot of personality to him, and he yeah. was a, he was played by a fantastic actor, obviously, mm -hmm. like that. And I Absolutely. think it was a really a big misstep, even though I really liked the first season. But I thought it was a misstep killing him off and trading him for actually a lesser villain. Yeah, dude, I thought Diamondback was weak. Yes, and I, I was upset because I'm like, oh man, if Cottonmouth was this big, I can't imagine Diamondback. Right. Like, Whoa, it's gonna be a big. Exactly. And then they gave this dude just mugging for the camera left and right, like true old school 80s comic book villain style. Just right, cheesy. and I thought it was it, it brought the show down a little bit. You know what Definitely. I mean? I, I concur. But yeah, Marshall Ali is 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 the guy, and yeah. when they lost him, they were like, oh man. Yeah, and now he carries now he carries that moon that moonlight juice, man. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so it's just like the, it, it's. Uh, one thing that bugs me, and I will say, uh, Luke Cage season two, uh, it picks up a little slowly. 
Um, I mentioned the whole thing that bothered me with Diamondback was he was doing a lot of mugging for the camera. He was cheesing, and that carried over into Mariah. Uh, Alfre Woodard is a good actress. She's a great actress, mm. and she really got the shine in uh, in Luke Cage season one. Season two, the first like two or three episodes have her just like she is really just hamming it up, full score. Like I thought this may have been directed by um uh, what's her name that directed Punisher Warzone. <laughs> okay, just just like a, a car a, a cartoon, which is a movie people. you liked a lot, by the way. Though I I like, but I like, but it, don't, don't say that. Put a caveat on that. You know why I like it. I know why you liked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you expect Warzone more out of this show with the Netflix money as well. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Uh, it sounds like I'm 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 really dogging it, but I will say it started off very slow. You know, uh, and shades, it picks up. It definitely picks it up. Definitely picks up. Oh yeah. What I'm surprised is this is Luke Cage. Okay, it built up a lot of a lot of um a lot of like the good. Uh, uh, a lot of the good vibe with mass audiences and mm. everyone's like I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see a hero in the city he fights for the people eventually gonna be a hero for hiring saving kids and stuff and then this thing got to like punisher levels of raw yeah i mean seriously by the time they introduced the main villain bushmaster okay the uh, the jamaicans are up in this mother mm. and bushmaster is this is the dude that comes in and takes over the yardies uh now known as the stylus this is some new information to me i haven't followed like in a city gang culture in years. And even then, um, I, I watched uh, documentaries like American Gangster, uh, the, the TV series, not the movie. Sure. So it's like, I know about cats from the seventies, cats from the eighties, you know, even the nineties. And, uh, apparently in the last 20 years, a lot of stuff has happened and a lot of updates have happened and a lot mm. of changes have happened. And this show did a good job of, uh, of keeping, keeping up with. Yeah. Well, this, and little, also, uh, this show oh, also sorry. picks up a little bit because it, took a lot of criticism from the first season but it also read that and and responded to it yeah it was paying because attention the, I, yeah I, I definitely saw that because the showrunner actually it used to be a former journalist and so it read the reviews of a vulture uh journalist angelica bastion mm -hmm. in particular and it really ripped the showrunner and for how it made the first season but it was like it respected that film critic so much mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That it took everything uh, they said into play and responded for the second season yeah, with the I'm, character I'm, I'm and how they built that. it. Off. I, I want to see them like learn from mistakes, take the criticism right. and do use that to make the show even better. And I was afraid after the first episode specifically, like I, I was excited, mm -hmm. and I was afraid after the first episode that they had completely ignored all that and were just pulling a um. I don't, I don't know, uh, like an 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 X Men first class, mm -hmm. not not first class, uh, an X three. You know? Right, but no, uh, I think they were just getting the uh, getting that that all that out their system. You know, uh, they had to prime the pump. Correct. So you know, before you get that lube on and everything flows smoothly, you know, uh, it was just like really, really struggling to get out, uh, get those first stories started. Especially, I'm a little bit worried that they've gotten progressively weaker with their shows, uh, Netflix, as they as they go along, because yeah. it started with Daredevil, uh -huh. and then they like really started at this high note, and then they got worse and worse and worse well, and you, worse. Man, you just salty because uh, Iron Fist let you down. You were hoping he'd represent for surfers everywhere. But it was that bad, so. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Honestly, uh, you can wash the stink of, of Iron Fist off. Danny Rand does make an appearance on here, but he was actually kind of legit. Mm -hmm. And I think they're aware of their of the mistakes. You know, they acknowledge that it's not that, you know, the, the Marvel uh, TV universe on Netflix is not infallible. Mm. So they've made great strides in this, and they do little things like they throw in, um, they, they've, they've stopped trying to link it to the movies. Like, oh, it's a subtle hint here and there. You might see so and so, and then we're gonna talk about blank. And at one point, I love it when it, it came. It came down to me when um, it came uh, uh, to light to me when in one scene they're like, "Hey, Luke Cage, are you stronger than the green guy?" I'm like, green guy, oh, shut the hell up. It's like we know <laughs> who you're talking about. Just say the Hulk. 
Yeah. Say the oh, so it's like it's it, besides Luke Cage busting the dab. I thought they, I thought they actually had. Well, they got to make it uh, a more human story, which I thought they did. Yeah, but as he's well, also you know just an mean? old fart man. This dude, like, he's like, I'm Luke Cage. You can't stop me. You can't burn me. You can't blow me up. I'm coming for you. Dab, like, yeah. oh, you have me until you, <laughs> you, you old fogey. Right, but I mean, they they insult him. They do all these things, but like, he's a human guy. Yes, his anger is kind yes, of the is. biggest enemy of this whole thing, and that drives away people close to him. And that's kind of the biggest conflict in the show is his himself. Yeah, no, this definitely had more of that emotional angle. Um, right, uh, Brian, I'm getting a little crackle in the headphones. Can you check that out real quick? All right, uh, this one definitely had more of a human angle uh, to the characters, and uh, I was a little disappointed in that at first. Eventually, that won me over, but I I'll be honest with you. It's Luke Cage. They got all that, well, you know, who is he, and what's with the relationship stuff, and all right? the in super the first place. I'm like, yo, the show's popular now. You have the budget. Let's see some action. I want to see punches fly. I want people flying off buildings and through windows. Let's do some damage. But it could go this the Superman route. It's just like he's indestructible. Like, what's the point? True, but he's you know not what I mean? It could be just That's really boring. Interesting ways. To, to, to get around that, including having Bushmaster, the new villain, prove, well, one, the dude, his introduction was raw. Mm. Like, I, I know you saw this that when, when he was first uh, introduced, mm. and he, he rolled up on the other audience, like, I'm taking over with his extra, extra thick Olda. accent. Yeah. yeah, that was, man, the, the real Jamaican accents were dope. The fake Jamaican accents were hilarious. It's like when so Ben was... Affleck finally gets a Boston role. <laughs> has to remind everybody that he's from here. Oh jeez, yeah, whatever, kid. Oh, Pocket. I, I, I yeah, I can't even do it. I can't even do it. <laughs> um, no, let's do Bushmaster. What he got the guy in the head luck with the. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, it was too much. Yes, yeah, this one is definitely show. not for all ages. But I, I, I definitely have to give Luke Cage season two a thumbs up. It shows that uh, these some sometimes they're actually paying attention and they step up their writing and they can actually improve over time. Well, it shows you know people that are, are cr critics and everything like that. Even though they write harsh things about the show, doesn't mean they hate them. No, they don't want them to succeed. It's just yeah. like this is something that we, as a as a viewership, really are, are seeing and that they we want for uh, the betterment of the show. Totally. You so mean, if they respond the in a better Johnny's way, that's made all a you can hope for. Hating on things specifically. Yeah, hate the world. Mm. <laughs> Love you too. Um, no, seriously though, it shows that all we want is like the the best the material has to offer, and they learned. Mm -hmm. They listen to criticism. The show has grown. And even though I'm not completely 100% with everything that happened, because they, they, they reintroduce uh, uh, Luke's father, or introduce Luke's father, played by the late Reggie Caffey, mm. um, who actually, I'm glad this was his uh, his his final uh, like superhero role, because they could have tied him. Wow, in the house, Dave Crespo, of all people, just entered. Crespo! If anyone doesn't know, Crespo is the one who started this mother. So, you know, shout out to him. We'll get him on Michael. We'll get him on camera later on. He can't like he just ducked out the room real quick. Uh, what was I saying? Reggie Kathy. Reggie. I'm yeah. glad this was the final superhero role um before he before he uh passed, you know, rest rest in peace. Sure. Because it could have been that horrible Fantastic Four movie oh, man. uh that, that he was he was nearly uh top. Which one? Like, the bad one. <laughs> Correct. Which one? Yeah. The bad one with the black people. Oh, yeah, sorry. the other ones. The other ones were very, very melanin deficient, man. You oh. know this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But they're all bad though. So I think we're. I mean, that's as close to unity as we're gonna get, right? Oh, such a <laughs> daggone shame. Yeah, sure. Um, no, no, they did good stuff with him. Um, Rosaria Dawson's black uh, back is Claire. Mm. What they did a whole thing with her. It's just like, look, you're making some good points, and then why? Well, you need to you need to talk to your father. I'm like, no, stop talking, stop talking. You don't know everything you said. <laughs> Was right there, and then you keep bringing back to this dude's father. You have no idea the history uh, with uh, the two of them, why he won't speak to his dad. And, and daddy issues run deep, even for superheroes. Man. Yeah, but they forced it. The man. indestructible was, man still uh, has a soft spot for uh, his father. Oh, bro. 
brother. You cornball. Yeah. All right. Well, um, oh, I, I, the oh, Bushmaster yeah. was an awesome addition uh, as a villain. Mm-hmm. In the trailers, he looked a little corny. I thought he was he he brought life to this, and I was almost which they needed to, for in that role for oh, sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Diamondback really just sucked the life out yes. of uh, the villains in this in this franchise. Yes, yes, I'm yes. glad they I'm glad they brought someone back in who had a little more pep to him. Um, I highly recommend anyone check out Luke Cage season two, dude. This was awesome from uh, from somewhere close to the middle to the very end. And all the episodes then, are named after off the, after Pete Rock and C L Smooth albums. So just like the last uh, season was as Gangstar, yeah, they're continuing the hip hop culture thing yeah. like that, which I think is a great move. Well, I was gonna close out on one point. On, on, I was gonna close out there, but I'm glad you mentioned that. Let me bring up one more thing. Mm. Um, this th- it seems like they're really forcing. Uh, do you remember New York Undercover? Mm-hmm. Okay, New York Undercover was an old was a uh, Fox TV show about two cops. They closed every every episode with a musical performance by some you know hot performer of that day. Oh, and it, which was good. It was it was a good balance to give it. Like, it gave it a cool angle. Okay, and somebody really liked that show because they they try to do that in Luke Cage mm. a lot to the point where every episode has two to four musical performances just sprinkled throughout the episode right. arbitrarily. It's like a Marx Brothers thing where they have to have every brother play one of their instruments or stuff <laughs> like that. Awesome. I, 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 I think so. Is this playing the piano? Here's no one, no one the played harp, the harp in there. I did see Ali Shaheed Muhammad play, uh, backing up uh, Rakim on the uh, on, on Marshall Hall Ali also played the uh, piano in the last season. So he did. Or something and like in that. this one, his niece, kind of spoiler, mm. uh, plays it as well. Oh, wow. Um, it, it ends on kind of a BS note, but don't let that sway you because they're gonna do Luke Cage season three. Like they pretty much telegraphed it. It's Luke Cage season two. It's available now on Netflix. Highly recommended. Black Adam, thumbs up. All right, cool. Get our geek down seal of approval. Now I'm gonna kick it over right to my left. Hey there. To the widow herself. Me. Mary Widow representing the Slaughterhouse Society, and you are here to talk about something that's very near and dear to our hearts. Oh, mm. yeah. Uh, Wayne and Garth, dude, I love these cats. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, no, no. The other... <laughs> but we actually do end the show every week with uh, be excellent to each other. I approve. Do. I wholeheartedly you have approve. to, yeah. Yeah, and I also do love Wayne and Garth, I have to say, even like, though yeah, those are two, two other, Garth? you know. Uh, well, yes. Hey, yeah, party yeah. on. Party on. All right, do you party do karaoke? On. I do. I do Tia Carrera's version of Ballroom Blitz. <laughs> do you wear the same outfit? I do not. I don't have the legs for it. The, the, and the red dress I, I, I will say, though, though, no one can see this right here. <laughs> All right, so give us the inside stuff on Bill and Ted's Sexlin' Adventure. Okay, so the Slaughterhouse Society is a uh, horror burlesque troupe here in Boston mm. um, and also in Salem and uh, have toured around uh, New Orleans and uh, several other states and festivals and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, Officially nationwide, then. Yes. Thanks. So um, some history. Uh, in 2003, I started a uh, troupe with some other amazing humans uh, called Black Cat Burlesque, and that was mm-hmm. the first horror burlesque troupe, and the Slaughterhouse is sort of the, the next generation of that, and ah. I'm stoked to be part of the old school and the new school of horror burlesque mm-hmm. in Boston. Um, so we have a programming uh, event thing with the Somerville Theater called the Slaughterhouse Movie Club. And five times a year, we pair a movie with a burlesque show. So oh, okay. um, the ones we've done in the past, the most recent one we did was The Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. And it was all vampire-themed numbers. So we do about an hour show, and then we have an intermission where people can go buy popcorn and beer and wine. And nice. then they can, wait, wait, can, can they also go buy rice? <laughs> maggots. Yeah, I'm eating, ma- eating ah! maggots. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, and then we show the movie, and usually it's on thirty-five uh, millimeter, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. you get the original prints. Yep. Nice. Yep, we don't mess around. Um, Film is not dead, folks. No, the Somerville Theater is amazing too. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, so, see, so we've done the Lost Boys. We did a crazy for Swayze, where we showed Roadhouse. Oh my god, oh. Um, Adam's favorite movie. It's actually my favorite. Well, movie. too bad yeah. you missed it. I'm a big fan of the Outsiders myself. He doesn't have a huge role, mm. but you know. Uh, what else have we done? We've done um, Cabin in the Woods. Oh. Uh, we had an, uh, an Army of Darkness. No, Evil Dead one where we show um, where it was called Boomstick. Well, you missed an opportunity to do both. Well, I've, seen, I've seen the Boomstick show. Yeah, so uh, then, uh, then that's the same format as as cool, this. Cool. So, uh, so yeah, so this one is uh, my pet project. So some of the members of the Slaughterhouse Society got to choose, you know, which movies we wanted to do mm -hmm. this upcoming season. And uh, so mine was Bill and Ted, nice. which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Sure, not a horror movie, but... No. Yeah. And so we're not limited strictly to horror. Okay. We yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, sort of B-camp we do drag. Uh, we have a really fantastic drag night uh, called Magic Dyke, where it's all drag kings. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so the Slaughterhouse Society, uh, we all, you know, I have a uh, male drag character called Jimmy Shelter, mm. who is a sort of 70s rock god dude. Sure. And um, like yeah, and also the, the Slaughterhouse is bringing Magic Dyke in space to the planetarium. <laughs> <laughs> the night before Bill and Ted's Sexland Adventure. So that's, that's July 12th. And then July 13th is Bill and Ted at Somerville Theater. Awesome. Um, I think Bill and Ted's an excellent choice, by the way. Yeah. Yes, thank you. I also think it's an excellent choice. Wait, on, the, on, the, on, the, on that, well, slightly related subject, uh, one step back real quick. Adam, what's your drag name? What's my drag name? Yeah, I kinda, this is a very serious know. question, and you need to have like some thought and care put yeah, into I have which I haven't put in, really. Oh, come um, on, man. If you What's give me yours? to the end of the show, I could probably come. Oh, up with okay, on the spot. Yeah, on the spot. Engelbert Pumperdink. Ooh. Okay. I want to say Pumperpink, but it's, Every it's day a family I wake show, like up, I said. And I start to break up as lonely as a man with a. <laughs> He's got the pipe. That's a, it's an, an Engelbert song. Sorry, I, I know it. Oh, man. So, back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the, the movie club. So, um, yeah, so we do about an hour burlesque show, and it's always on theme with whatever we're doing. So, we have all um, historical. Mm -hmm. burlesque acts um if you follow the slaughterhouse society on instagram you'll see we've been posting which members of the society and friends of the troop are playing which characters mm -hmm. uh, this time around we are sticking to all characters from the movie so with the lost boys show it was just vampires so we had mm -hmm. like a blade act and we had um a claudia from interview with the vampire we had oh, all sorts of, uh, we had akasha from queen of the damned and so gotcha. sometimes we kind of elaborate on the theme because sure. with the Lost Boys, you know, and then the Slaughterhouse Society did a Lost Boys group number right. where four of us were the four lead vampire guys. So I actually also, this is the second time in two shows in a row that I'm playing Alex Winter. So <laughs> I played, one of my favorite guys. Ever. He's awesome. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, yeah, I played Marco in the Lost Boys show and now I'm Bill in the Perfect. Bill and yeah, Ted show. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. Well, are, you, and, are you going just... Just excellent adventure. Yes, just I was always adventure. bummed Marco got it first. Marco did get it. He first. did get it first. It's because he's yeah. a little one. He is, and he was kind of like first up. He was kind of close to those that ladder, I think. Was, yeah, uh, he was. was. He was. As soon as they when climbed, Feldman got him. I was like, he's just close. I was all about the Corys, man. I'm sorry. I'm just, they, they, they could all get it. <laughs> um, wow. No, so we're not doing a double feature. It's it that night would be super super long. That would well, be no. Hey, five you hours for the sequel. You do. That's yeah. true. 
Which, by the way, and I will say, I think you will probably disagree, but uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is one of my favorite films, and I happen to think that is a superior film to Excellent Adventure. <laughs> we can, and it's one, of, it's one of the sequels I happen to think is better than the original, along with, uh, is that it, Gremlins 2? Okay. Oh, Gremlins. Is up wow. there as well. you, you weirdo. So, That's so fair. No, Bogus this, this Journey is... You know, it's its own thing. It's obviously it's a journey through hell, mm-hmm. and you know it plays off of all of those sort of different like yep. you know Dante's Inferno and all those things. Um, I just can't get past Station. 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 Sure. All right. <laughs> I just, As we got the the, the in the back. I, yeah. It's just it's so I just. Come on, they had breakdancing clones and all of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think, you know what it you was? Know? is like I had a uh, VHS tape growing up, and it was three recorded movies. One of them was Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. The mm-hmm. other was National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1, <laughs> Emilio <laughs> Estevez and Sam Jackson, oh, and the last one was Encino Man. Wow. Oh, and so wait, that was do, on – We got to do that dance. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, yeah. have, we have time. After that was show. on heavy rotation, all three of those movies. So, so I got maybe a lot you like Bogus wait, Journey gosh. better, not because it's actually better, but because you have a fond that's, attachment uh, to it. That's certainly a lot of it. I think a lot of people's like attachment to things is certainly nostalgia opposed mm-hmm. to actually quality however like I, I when i go back and watch it, i'm like oh man i still really, really that's, you're allowed to like it sure yeah i yeah, think yeah. i think you're both huffing glue the best bill and ted was the bill and ted cartoon show that actually i have a dvd <laughs> of it yes yeah of course oh my you do. god yeah. my I sister have, got it for me for christmas so mm-hmm. my love of bill and ted is well known um my pet i have a bearded dragon named keanu <laughs> um she's the best that's that's just a fun no, fact that, about that, that, me. That, 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 we we're learning so much about Mary Widow tonight, mm-hmm. kids. So oh, we're also gonna have an air guitar contest. Air okay, how, how does that one work? I'm gonna like, call up audience members and uh, we're gonna have an air guitar contest. I, 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 I know, know, I know the, how air guitar works. The air works. guitar I mean, competition in Somerville. I think that was, yes. the championships just went down. We are so. not gonna try to compete. So with I the missed. Official. I missed that. Maybe I'll try to participate in this, which awesome. I think I'm pretty good at air bass, by the way. Well, which I don't uh, think is a thing, but I play air triangle. Does that count? No. <laughs> Air Kitar, cool maybe. Yeah, you got that. I, I would love. Yes, I'll come in my bear costume and just like. Sure. Slap, uh, yeah. <laughs> what a great film, cool though. Seriously, Bill and Ted. The whole, the whole thing, the whole concept. Oh, absolutely. Every, and Bill and Ted Three is officially greenlit yes, now. Officially yeah, greenlit. Which I'm still. I mean, I know that they've all said it. They've all said it's happening, but mm. I won't be truly excited until i see like a production still right you know it's been but are so you gonna long. be one of those fans that like you can, it's like say uh you know a star wars fan it's just like you're so heavy into that thing like no matter what they do you're gonna hold it to the first one and you're gonna be like this is the worst thing ever and you're mm-hmm. gonna drive whatever young actors into that to suicide no hopefully not no you. that's not my style really <laughs> if i want someone that's real gone. fandom folks by the way really? you can like things that are different that like have, have come out and, and rehashed things and not like drive the actors. See, I was of that same mindset too, and I was abject. I'll tell you right now, full disclosure, I was abjectly against uh, Bill and Ted Three. Welcome because back. I've got no, no, no. Hold on, because <laughs> because uh, I, I thought it was I thought it'd be Ocean's Twelve Syndrome. You uh-huh. know, you have a uh, you have a complete story that was told and came to a satisfactory ending, and then because there might be a little more money to be made, we're gonna do another version and we're gonna right. rewrite the the, the 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 previous ending that we gave you. So it's just like we're 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 uh, erasing our own history no. for the However, sake of getting more money. This is and written by the original scriptwriters, the guys that wrote the first two movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keanu and Alex have been involved the entire time. Very heavily, yeah. And they have a, been on board. They've been years and years saying, we just, we're ready to make it. We just need somebody to make it. Okay. So that's all. I mean, whether or not it ends up being 
you know, well, I mean, commercially successful isn't necessarily the the gauge of its quality, but yeah. you know, it's cult the, successful. Yeah, the, that, that's, and that's, that's from the, what I've heard, it's time. I'm ready. Yeah, mm-hmm. from that's what I've heard say. is that uh, Bill and Ted, you know, it's it's now, and they still haven't written the song that saves the world. Saves yeah. the world. And so last time it was uh, in so Bobby's Journey was Kiss song, right? God gave rock and roll to you. That's the song they played at the end. Was, so their was daughters like have to help them. Ah, uh, save the world. The okay. Babes. Well, no, the babes are their wives. The, well, the babes are the wives, but like the babes and then have kids. And I get it. Yeah, makes sense now. Babes of the babes. The babes of the babes. All right. The babes of the babes. All right. And together, what's going to happen is they're going to go back in time again. They're going to write Let's Get It Started by uh, Black Eyed Peas. Definitely. Mm. Oh, my that God. That is definitely the song that saves the world. <laughs> I hope so. No, the thing that turned me around, because I'm actually excited for it now, and you make a very good point. If they were involved in. Um, the production, then at the very least, like the care and the respect is being given to the medium. It's not just a quick cash grab off the nostalgia. No, and, and Keanu and Alex really was, love these characters. They genuinely. Well, it's like Keanu doesn't them. need to do this. Keanu doesn't in need to. In any way, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, so if they Although we feel think that, but Nicolas Cage kind of does need to do every movie. Let's not compare Keanu Reeves to Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. while we're. Well, I don't well, think it's that <laughs> comparison I, 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 either. I kind of yeah. really want to. Yeah. God. You can go ahead, but you'll be wrong. Oh, or Johnny so. Depp shows into somehow because I hear he's actually having a tough time as well. Oh, but uh, yeah. He's created his own tough time. Yeah, yeah, he did. But like Keanu's doing fine. Yet somehow. Keanu's yeah. one of my favorite guys too, and everyone's hassled him for you know the acting and things and like the kind of the stone. I love the fact he's just being a good dude. He's the same. Because you've yeah. never seen him in like People magazine cheating on his wife. Mm-hmm. You've never seen him like this. And he's been in the business since he was a child. Yeah. He's been doing it forever. And he's not been nothing but a stand up guy, a humanitarian, and like an actor doing movies you want to see. I think he's on the pantheon of like action heroes in my book as well, just for everything he's done. John so, Wick like, is insane. Exactly. Yeah. So and Point good. Break is one of the best action movies ever. Point Break is made. also one of my favorite romance movies of all time. Wow. You just made a friend for life in Adam Willis. I yeah. had not seen Point Break um, <coughs> until I was an, an adult. I think I saw it for the first time probably five or six years ago. Mm. I was home by myself, um, and I cooked myself like a steak and had a bottle of wine or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to watch Point Break finally. And then I was just – Had an out-of-body experience, and you realized I mean, what you were missing all those years? Yeah. I, I just was – the love between Johnny and Bodie is so pure. And it's acted so – upfrontly like it's serious it's you know sincere. what i mean it's so sincere and yeah. it's so like yeah it's weird with with some of the lines and everything like that but it's 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 played so serious and it's so well put together and by the way that foot chase scene where uh uh he's chasing bodie down mm-hmm. and everything like that way still wearing the mask is one of the best chase scenes in the history of film period you know what I mean? So, anyways, yeah, that's a little bit of me gushing about Keanu Reeves and acting, but we can like, gush this, about Keanu Reeves. We can, no, okay, this, but we need was, another this, show. This yeah. was adorable, but we are starting to run out of time. So, mm-hmm. Mary, can you give our listeners a heads up on what they what 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 they can prepare to see at well, Bill and Ted's Sexland Adventure? I don't want to give away, you know, what the acts will be. Okay. Um, right. I, other than you know, just expect to see the most excellent history report that San Dimas High School has ever seen. Nice. Um, and, you know, get your air guitar fingers ready and uh, then be prepared to watch one of my and all of your favorite films from the 80s. And mm-hmm. we're just going to have a great time. It's really fun. Um, you know, I do want to stress that, you know, it's a fun event, but we don't mystery science theater it. You mm-hmm. know, people don't go to it to just scream crap at this, at, you know. Yeah, at it's the not screen. watching it's not someone grab the mic and it's being not... like, watch this part now. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a joke. Yeah. So come and enjoy yourself. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> like, have a, be excellent to each other, as as we are wont to say. Exactly. 
All right. So um, once again, want to tell them where. Oh, yes. The Somerville Theater, July 13th, this uh, coming, well, next Friday. Uh, doors are at 7.30. Burlesque show is at 8. A movie will be at 9. So Perfect. be there on time to see all the awesome. All right. Mary Whittle, thank you very much. You are welcome. All right. Now, I'm going to kick it over to myself. myself. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good because I got to check out the latest. Well, it's not the latest. The game's actually been out for a while in alpha. Uh, this was the first proper release. Um, people have been playing betas. Oh, it's actually uh, for not a while. even out yet. Uh, the the game itself comes out next week. Comes out next week, yeah. Yeah, but people have been able to play yep. uh, the pre release versions for about people a year now. People who have, have it in. People who have Part an in or people. In crowd. People who have an in or people who signed up at PAX last <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah. But no, that doesn't that doesn't take away from the fact that a lot of improvements have been made uh, over the past few months. <clears throat> and I'm gonna kick it over to Brian real quick. We've actually got some game footage we're gonna run in the background while I talk about this mother, and you can check out exactly what you missed because Rifter was badass. Okay, um if anyone who's familiar with these type this type of gameplay, because I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but Johnny, have you ever heard of N plus? Oh, yeah, yeah, I played the hell out of N plus. Okay, the dude. Uh, imagine if N plus uh, was set in the Blood Dragon universe. Yeah, yeah. This, this. Yeah. I've, I've been looking at videos and uh -huh. image feeds and gifs and animated gifs <laughs> and whatnot. Like this looks incredible. They, they're saying that the soundtrack is all retro wave, synth wave. Uh, yeah, the stuff. soundtrack was dope. I was sitting there bopping along and just forgetting. Oh yeah, I'm about to fall in a hole. You know, um, it's kind of set in the in the in, uh, in the same vein as N plus, but. It's more on the um, it's more of a uh, like an endless runner strategy mm. uh, than a puzzle solver. So it's not it's actually a platformer. You 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 jump from here to there. You figure out how do I get up there? How do I solve this? But uh, if you play it just in that same endless runner um uh, strategy, it's so much more fun. It is absolutely ridiculous, and it's just brilliant because I'm this little guy. I'm running through, and every friggin' thing is trying to kill me. But everything else is just so damn beautiful, and the whole the whole world is stylized, and it's like 1980s. Uh, uh, really neon, um, funky, hazy. Uh, uh, it looks like uh, looks like something out of Blade Runner, right? You know. And I was I was I was definitely enamored. Um, now I can't talk about this, the entire thing myself, Johnny. You are familiar with N Plus, however. You want to describe that type of gameplay? Yeah. So uh, these types of games, they're like physics-based, uh, high, fast-performance uh, platformers where you're doing where one of the main mechanics in these games in general is wall jumping but just mm. from looking at the videos it seems like this one's heavier on the physics and you're sort of i don't know if it's point and click or how it works but it looks like there's these points that you can sort of uh use as a gravitational vaulting launch mm. uh sort of physics yep. launch that's an interesting mechanic um it's more along the lines of it, it plays differently if you're playing with keyboard and mouse or if you're playing with a uh, controller yeah i'm lucky enough to have a controller that i use on steam which i found uh, made it easier gameplay because uh, just the push button adds quick action versus trying to actually point. Um, it takes a little more concentration, which took which uh, can take you out of it. Yep. I tried it for like a minute and a half, and I was like, mm, mm, done. Um, it's more along the lines of, okay, you may or may not get this. I'm going to go old school on you. Did you ever play Earthworm Jim? Oh, yeah. Did you ever play Earthworm Jim 2? Yeah. Okay, do you remember those, those, those few levels where um, uh, you either had to like pull your own head out and use uh and use As the worm body to swing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Or you had to uh use the uh the snot coming out of your uh, backpack. 
to swing uh, along the ceiling. Yeah, the the I think it was like a what a great game. Jump. Jump. Yeah. <laughs> it was. You jump and then hit the jump button again, and the snot thing comes out. Yep, this yeah. uh, your 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 friend who's just a big ball of snot pops, yeah. jumps out of your bag, and like helps you swing to other parts. Mm. It uh, imagine if um that mechanic was placed into the N plus universe. That's a lot like the um like the swinging mechanic that you have here. Uh, it's swing and it's like a uh, like a power slice type. It's so hard to describe. That's what sucks. So, does, so my, my concern for these types of games is yeah. the controls have to be absolutely spot on. And I would not want to play this on keyboard and mouse, even if it supports it, even if mm. it was built for it. For these types of platformer, very fast-paced ones, very mm. accurate, you have to be very precision-based platforming, uh, I would prefer a controller. So how, well, are, I, the, how are the controls? Well, I definitely I definitely preferred controls, uh, the controller. Um, the thing is, with keyboard and mouse, I've never really found any advantage to uh, gaming with those outside of maybe an FPS. And yeah. this game is like, this, this, it, it, this game is exactly on par with that. Um, also, I think I'm just used to being a console player. Yep. So I found uh, I I didn't just uh, I watched a couple of um of like reviews just to see what other opinions were of this game and there were people playing with keyboard and mouse like oh it's very functional to my style of gameplay so I think it just depends on what kind of gamer you are what system you're more comfortable with I know I'm more of a controller person I think you're more of a keyboard and mouse person uh, it depends on a game if it's an RTS I have to play that with a keyboard and mouse well, if RTS it's a first person shooter also keyboard and mouse but yeah. if it's like platformers has to be a controller okay yeah definitely a controller works for me too this game is called Rifter um, I love the crap out of it I was very surprised because I thought it would be like a pretty looking game that when you actually play it it sucks mm. been done a million times and I thought the gameplay was refreshing. They changed it up, too. They kept it fast-paced, which was good. It's not a game that's going to take you forever. I didn't play it till the very end myself. Right. But it's one that you will get uh, a lot of enjoyment, like many hours of enjoyment just playing. Because just being in the world and hearing the music and just existing in this, like, 1980s really idealized visage is fantastic. And it's not even a nostalgia thing. The songs will funk you for today. Okay. You know the sound. The soundtrack is one of the things that really uh, brought brought it out of me uh, uh, in, uh, while playing this game. It's called Rifter. It's available on Steam right now. I highly recommend it. Thumbs up all the way. Yeah, it's right. uh, it's going to be on sale. The sale price isn't listed on Steam. I just checked it, but mm -hmm. it is listed on there on the uh, developer's website for twelve dollars or eleven ninety nine in U.S. and also twelve euros. All right, Rifter, check it out. Boom. All right, and you got to see. You got to see a movie. I got to see a movie that I know you, sir, were anxious about. <laughs> this man has been telling me for weeks. Nah, I'm kidding, man. You hadn't even heard about it. No, I heard about it. You I heard, heard about it. it. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about it, actually. Okay. I've been well, hearing a lot about it for a while because this is one of uh, John Travolta's passion projects. Yeah, John Travolta. We all know how doing. good those usually Yeah, are. and well, he's been trying to get this sucker made for a while. It's so bad, so he put up some of his own money and he got – who – the guy that played E from uh, yep. Entourage. Entourage, Kevin Connolly yes. is the directorial debut. And when you're trying to put together a movie and you're an A-list actor or a former A-list actor and you got the money and you're going to fund it and you're going to take this thing to Cannes, which is probably ill-advised anyway. But if you're going to take this thing to Cannes and you're bringing the guy well, you who know, is in Entourage who's never really done a film like this, that's who you got to direct this thing? He, he had a vision. Maybe to, maybe to How did the movie work out? Him. Well, let's take a look at the trailer, and then we'll talk about it in a minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Let me tell you something. New York is the greatest city in the world. My city. I was a kid in these streets, and I made it to the top. I 
made my bones doing a piece of work for Don Carlo Gambino. Like that, I became a made man. Dad, I'm thinking maybe take a year off. <laughs> you want to hang out with me? <laughs> Do you know what you're doing to this family? I will build something that nobody can destroy. So, Paul Castellano was a fish in the desert. I never respected Paul. You killed the boss's boss. You will bring down hellfire. There is no choice. Five boroughs Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, the Bronx. Our job now is to maintain leadership. I nominate John Gotti. Turn your boss! Oh. I'm so proud of you. You should be running your own crew now. Mr. Gotti, are you the head of the Gambino crime family? The head of my family. Mrs. Gotti, do you know what your husband does for a living? Leave from God. John's getting too much press. That can't go unchecked. It was meant for you. You've never been under this kind of scrutiny before. What were you saying on the tapes? I said a lot of things that could get a lot of people in trouble. Dad, you say the word, I'll go for a cliff for you. You swore to me that you would not bring him into that world. This life of Oz is a wonderful life if you can get away with it. Johnson has been an informant for the FBI. It's a grand lie! a father. The idea of you being in prison made me sick. Yeah. Yeah, pause that. All right, so that was that the trailer like for Gotti. Bro. No, that looks I think it looks that, pretty good. I mean, like, I mean, I don't know. I would, um, I would give it a watch. Nah. Man, that trailer made me want to see this so bad. I'm God, like, you're foolish. This looks God, like they made trailers for you guys. Come no, on. I think I think you're very familiar, <laughs> and this is something I thought too, which I thought was a breath of fresh air. You're very familiar with the Martin Scorsese type of gang, uh, like Italian mobster movie, how and it, I thought this would, I thought Italian this would have been gangster movie supposed to be made. Yeah, I thought this would have been a uh, refreshing new take on it, and it looked action packed. It looked dope. I don't think it, it looks like, like it's a fresh new take. I don't think it even. I mean, I think it looks like with that every, accent. Oh, oh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I think it looks like every other mob movie, which yeah. I think is what maybe they were going for. And since it's his passion project, I think I don't know if I would pay twenty bucks to go to a theater to see it, but mm -hmm. if I got a screener of it or something, I, I would watch it just to see how how he did. But that's not All really right, an well, endorsement. Like if I got to see this for free, <laughs> I might give it the time of day. Yeah. Well, it's just dude, like I mean, how, how, how many movies? How say, many movies have we been offered free passes to that right. you have just said, "No, I'm not. I'm not wasting because my time." Because I know, that. you know what I mean. You don't know though, because some movies look like absolute garbage. And you're right. In and, their I, trailer, and, and, and then they're they're like, and I have been surprised, but I'm saying, like, Henry, the one the one example we constantly go back to because a movie that looked like complete trash and turned out to be one of the most awesome things we've ever seen. One of my favorite horror movies, movies yeah. looks like absolute trash and it is awesome. Happy Death Day, I know. Happy, happy, happy Death Day was not like, like, no, that's not what I'm bad. talking about. That movie was no, awesome. Movie was this great. is not a sneak up behind you movie. This no, is a movie that this premiered one, at Cannes, mm -hmm. one of the most prestigious film festivals in the world, yeah. and people walked out. It that's was the problem, because seeing this trailer, I was actually really excited, and I thought it was going to be um, a uh, a different type of mobster movie where it's brought by someone who doesn't do these types of films. So I was really, I was really intrigued. In I was really intrigued to see what he was bringing to the table. And I will say, to John Travolta's credit, this may be one of the best performances I've seen from him. He looks but like he's trying. He looks like he's him. really, yeah, really I, trying. I don't he's, doubt he's trying. He's and really the only, giving he's it his the only one actually acting in this movie. Everyone else is. I mean, Stacey Keach is a great actor. 
Yeah. And he well, gave nothing Stacey in Keach, the future. Though. He's playing everything you see him do. Well, yeah, but you kind of write roles for Stacey Keach. There you go. I will say, unfortunately, that um, I think one of the main stigmas that this movie has, this movie carries is that people have done it better. This is not the first John Gotti movie, so people have a better example to hold it up against. Armand Asante played uh, John Gotti not um, uh, a few years back, mm. and he did a better job of it. Um, even in uh, a documentary series, I'm we've saying, seen the this, full story Kevin of Connelly John Gotti. You want to bring your vision forward? You're harping on Kevin Conley, man. Tell yes. me, uh, talk to us about Kevin Conley. What has Kevin Conley ever done to you? Not directed a good movie, I guess. That's part of it. All right. Kevin Conley's one of the guys from Entourage. He's, he started off as a child actor. Mm -hmm. um, the only real like key role I can think and I might recognize him from besides Entourage was if you ever saw the um, – the the I guess Married with Children kind of ripoff show, uh, ha unhappily ever after. Mm. Uh, he was the he was the eldest son, mm. um, which isn't really saying much. It's, it was, it's a kind of a forgettable show. But it wasn't a ripoff show. It was actually made by one of the original Married with Children creators, but he hasn't really done much uh, work that's recognizable. So I thought, okay, maybe directing is a strong suit since acting obviously isn't. And this was not the this was this was not it. This was not right. the uh, the uh, the avenue. Well, um, I'll give the I'll give the breakdown. It's the story of John Gotti, uh, from the beginning to end, but it skips a lot in the middle, where it's it's told almost like the Cliff's Notes of uh, of John Gotti's life, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if it's done right. You know, we get the highlights, and I thought much like the trailer, it would show the action parts. You know, the thrilling parts, like okay, he's on the rise, and you see how he's ruthless, how he's taking cats out, anyone gets in his face, and he's passing it on to his son, and you know he's carrying on the legacy. Okay, cool, that's an interesting story to tell. And then when you see, it starts to highlight the downfall. Like okay, where were mistakes made? You know, and it's it seemed to me like this was going to be a different take on. Uh, I, I keep saying different take. So that's the main thing that bummed me out that it wasn't different. It was just not well, not not well done. Can I ask you a question? How did yeah, they really portray John Gotti? Is it more like a sympathetic character, or is it like kind of the monster, like murderer, or whatever? Well, that's like that? the thing. He's not a monster. He's not vicious. He's just the guy who believes in a certain a specific set of rules. Does he kill then, people? Yeah, of course, he kills people. Okay, so but they're carting he... around why they're they're promoting this movie with John Gotti in person out of out of prison at film uh, screenings and things like that. John Wait. Gotti is there. Aye, aye, aye. So. Well, how do you promote something like this is an actual murderer, yeah. and this is my movie? Like, oh, yeah, praise me. I'm like, that I guy actually killed people, right? It's true crime stuff. Everyone's all into it, and I can't. But at the same time, like, this we guy about, is a murderer. He's my... a bad person. Of course he is. So is OJ. People still party with him. Yeah, but you're supposed to support that. <laughs> I'm supposed to support you're that? Supposed to, you're supposed to support that with your money and your time. And um, I mean that's that is irrelevant. Question. That's irrelevant if, to whether or not the movie is good, though. Yeah, I guess. Um, what I'll say about John Gotti is this movie doesn't paint him as some kind of angel or you know a, a saint. It paints him as someone who's very, um, he's very abide by the rules. And when he feels someone doesn't isn't abiding by the rules, then yeah, they're completely fair game. His own set of rules, yeah. Yeah, well, no, I'm the my, mob's my, my rules. rules. Yep, and the thing is, it shows that he's all about family, and he's all about the family. Like, you know, his family and the family. And when someone steps outside of the bounds of what's best for them, then, yeah, he's completely off the radar and he becomes a complete dick. And Travolta really straddled that line of, okay, we like the guy until we immediately don't like the guy. I was surprised because I'm like, this is John Travolta. I'm not used to seeing, like, good performances from him. I liked Vincent Vega. But besides that, it's John Travolta, let's be real. And I thought, okay, he's he's stretching himself. You know, he's going outside his, his comfort zone. Not too far outside, but enough that... I want to see what he produces here. And I'm like, I'm watching Travolta. I'm liking his portrayal. 
You know, it's not the best. Like I said, I'm on to Santi. But I'm liking Travolta's portrayal. Everyone else, however, is just phoning it in. They're aware of what this movie is. This is a passion project from someone else that they don't really care about. They just took a paycheck, which kind of bumped me out because I I forget the actor's name. Um, he was the one they're talking about. He he uh he spoke and told he uh told talked to the cops. Um he was the priest in uh in Constantine. Um, the heavyset guy. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? I, I I know you're I, right, I yeah. forget the actor's name. I've seen good work from him. In this, he was actually the, the second best character, really likable. And the the writing gave him nothing. He's got like two key scenes that'll almost make you cry. And then nothing else. And he's in over half of this movie. So it's like there are two really big scenes where it's like you can be easily fooled. You stay for five minutes, and then I don't know. I got a phone call. I had to leave. I could watch the rest. It was great, right? And then no, the movie leaves you flat, which is a bummer because there's several scenes in here that feel like they could have just been produced better, and you would have actually had a decent picture. And for something that went to cans and really had a budget, like at some point effects just like drop off, and they start reusing uh, uh, sets and locations, which you think it's in a small neighborhood. No, it's supposed to be different places, and. It, movie, feel, like, it, feel, it feels seeing... like people gave up halfway through. Yeah, you know, and, and besides John, besides John Travolta, I felt everyone just kind of hit a plateau and then just checked out of the movie. So right. it's tough. Like an actor like John Travolta, yeah. he's it's like Tom Cruise. You see them and you're like, that's Tom Cruise or oh, that's John Travolta. Is mm-hmm. and just judging this on the two minutes of the trailer I saw, does he disappear into this character or is he always? Are you always aware that it's John Travolta? Because mm. you know, no, I, I, I see what you're saying. I, I was that's that's the thing that I think when I was watching it. You mm. know, seeing him in the old age makeup and seeing him as he ages as Gotti in the in the trailer, I was like, yeah. okay, maybe he's not just John Travolta the whole time. Mm. You know, so that was I think the thing for me. I again, like, I don't love true crime. Like, I don't like glorifying these real life mm. murder people, but. You I know. see him affecting Gotti more than that he becomes Gotti in this. Yeah, anyways. I, I'll, and I'll like, give him Travolta's his credit. One of I'll my give him credit in the performance, but I will say, yeah, I, I didn't lose myself in him as John Gotti. Yeah. Uh, it's it felt like it felt like John Travolta doing a very good impression, but right. it still felt like John Travolta. Sure. You know, uh, that's a good point. I, w- I, w- I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, it's unfortunately a picture that I had hoped would do better because I like to see uh, actors not going for like the quick paycheck, but actually taking pride. Enough pride in a project to put their own money sure, up. Sure, and he has been working on this for a while, and he's really wanted to come to fruition. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah. so that's the kind Sounds of thing like where he I picked I, the wrong people around him. I think so too. You know, honestly, Which, like it any mob boss done. knows, <laughs> if the wrong people around you can bring uh, you downfall. They went against the family. You never go against the family, yeah. You never go against the family, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this sounds awful, though. Um, I won't say awful, but really not worth your time. Okay. Yeah, not worth your time at all. I do think that the critics have been really harsh on this because, honestly, you think John Travolta paid a lot of money and got Kevin Connolly. Folks are ready to pounce on this. Really ready to take. Everyone to hates Entourage, so yeah, it's, you know. You're no, just, but I no think he has... teed it up pretty good too, with like bringing it to Cannes well, when it wasn't really about it, man. Yeah, this dude. Um, he no, oh, he, he was sad about it. I'd be I'd be the same too if I put up my money, and it's a, it's a product Did that I cared about that after? deeply. Yeah. You know, so I mean, I can I can understand why he was so jazzed about it and why he was so vocal about it, but unfortunately, he went to the wrong people. You know, maybe he had faith in Connolly's vision. Maybe Connolly had a had a kick-ass pitch. It's like, I wonder how that. You know? I wonder how the interview. He must have had an ama- He must have made a trailer and had like ideas and things that I just like. Just how no do you pick that guy? Like, how does one he related to that story? Oh. Dude, you know what I mean? Don't know what's going, yo, I don't, the, but like, with it's just like, going where's on in Hollywood, your... There's probably like background stories about everyone else caught up in the Me Too movement because your everyone has a shady your, story. Your and resume. he was the only one that was clean enough. Ironically enough, they had to go to someone from Entourage 
who 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 did not have a history of harassing and abusing people. Oh man. Yeah. No, I'm, I think I'm that just... is a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It just seems like, just uh, trying, trying like all around like uh, what do you? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just God. saying, had this been done by somebody like David Fincher. You know, it could have been a phenomenal picture. You could say that about any movie ever made. Too. Well, no, true, but I'm saying with this type of story, yeah. you know, you want to go to somebody who has. Uh, you want to go to somebody with a resume, anyway. You know uh, what I mean? Well, well, behind much. the camera. And I, I just think someone it, right. with more of a with more more of a sense of aesthetic. Yes. You know. Yes. Because this yes. this really required more of like a more of like a dark tone. Uh, really well, like a, you're old enough to have a history with that type of a story and that type of like background in New York and like familiarity with with what's so. going on. Yeah. So Adam and wants none to of see that McGee. When we get that for you, you'll be... <laughs> all right. He didn't um, make that Terminator yeah. movie. Shut up. <laughs> right. Okay, I'll bust your chops, man. Get out of my face. All right, all right. So the movie's called Gotti. It's starring John Travolta, directed by Kevin Connolly. It's out in theaters now. Um, yeah, it's bad. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm. It's 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 becoming a trend for me to give things a thumbs down and feel hurt by doing it because apparently I'm just ah uh, you'll get over it. Just, well, you hate everything. <laughs> man. Get out I the better movies. Hate you the world, are, man. Not the one that. <laughs> um, but no, I got to give this one a thumbs down too, and for very obvious reasons. I I also feel like a sheep because everyone's hating this movie. I think it had like a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is the movie's bad. It can be universally impossible. bad. It's, it's, it's true, but I, I'd bad. like to, I'd like to think that no uh, folks are just being too hard on it. But no, it is not a good movie. That is very true. Um, it's called Gotti Now. If you are, if you do have that morbid curiosity, it's out in theaters. You can go see. And it. honestly, but I probably I, will just because I just like I gotta see it too. You're the indie film guy, man. You you know you have to. <laughs> of course, I have you to. got to. Um, but now we'll have some better tidbits for you next week. I promise. Mm. Uh, for now, um, Gotti, it's a pass. Thumbs down. All right, but this has been The Geek Down. I want to thank you all for joining us for another action-packed, awesome, fun-filled episode. I want to thank Black Adam Willis. Yes, sir. I want to thank just Johnny. You. I want to thank Brian Murphy. You are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank the incomparable Mary Widow. Thank you very much. All right, I want to remind our listeners once again what your project is, where they can check it out. Uh, Friday, July 13th at the Somerville Theater. Doors are at 7.30. Show is at 8. Movie is at 9. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure brought to you by the Slaughterhouse Society. All right. And now, since I know you're probably one of the only people that can back me up on this, see if you can... Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's a party, that's for sure. (laughs) Bill and Ted's Most Excellent Adventure. Yeah, so good. Did you ever have the cereal? Yes! Oh my god, yes! I've just made a lifelong friend today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. All right, so it's called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. If you're here in Boston or anywhere in the surrounding parts, come down to the Somerville Theater and check it out. Also, all the fun stuff can be... You can check out all the inside stuff online at... You can find the Slaughterhouse Society on Instagram and Facebook. Um, follow us on those platforms, and there'll be links to the event page and all of that. All right, awesome. Once again, you are Merry Widow. Will you come back and join us sometime? Absolutely. All right, I'm going to hold you that. That's fine. All right, good stuff. This has been The Geek Down here on WF Radio. If you heard anything you heard, uh, if you heard anything tonight you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Or, dude, you can go on the uh, website, geek-down.com. All the links to social media are there. You'll find our uploads, the downloads. You'll find our reviews, our interviews, all that good stuff there. Convention coverage, everything. Tidbits to your heart's desire. And also, of course, you can catch us right here every Monday night on WMFRadio.com and on twitch.tv slash the geekdown. Until next week, we'll catch you all. Remind you, be excellent to each other. And party on, dude. Yes. Party on, dude.
totally gonna kill you now. No way.